What's up, guys? It's Kyle here. Give us a follow on our social media accounts. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And also join us every week on Twitter as we do a Twitter gaming space. We talk about whatever we're playing and talk about news for the week. And we also do a rundown to the history. It'd be awesome if you joined us. Take care, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rep Bro Podcast. My name is James. I'll be your host for this week. To my right is... Kyle, what's up, guys? How's it going? And to his right... How's it going? It's Zach. How's it going, guys? Zach and Jack. Yeah. How's it going? Not too bad. It's going. It's going good. Ready yeah. to talk some games. We've got a little... We're doing Discord today. A little rough weather outside, and we've had a couple... Busy days for all right. of us. So. Life happens. Yeah. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Kyle? Any pickups? I know you sent us a couple of pictures of things you got recently. Yeah, I got. Uh, I decided to take an old adventure to Cahokia, Illinois, and hit up the pawn shops down there. I was craving some good Chinese food, and I was like, "Why not hit the pawn shops while I'm here?" I actually got Amazing Spider-Man Two for the PS4. Saw for the Xbox 360, and what was the third one I got? Oh, Hitman 3, and I got that for PS4, just for the VR mode. Still trying to go for that full VR set for the PS4. I forgot that I did VR. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that game. The whole game? I wonder if it's the whole game or if it's just a mode. I I think it is. I'm not sure. I'll have to fire it up and let you guys know. But actually, was it last weekend or the weekend before? I got a bunch of good games at the flea market. Uh, Vice City Stories and a couple of Naruto games. and Yeah, you got a big haul. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man 3 for 360. Yeah, some decent games. All really good prices, too. So can't complain about that. How about you, Zach? What have you been up to? Uh, <clears throat> haven't picked up any games, but I... I've been playing that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart so you on did PS5. Pick up... Oh, yeah, I picked up a PlayStation 5, yeah. Did, yep. Yeah, I guess I haven't said that since last podcast. Uh, yeah, I found one in Walmart. Have... Had a lot of them, yeah. too, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Oh, the My Walmart only had the disc version, though, none of the digital editions. Oh, okay. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, yesterday, had some friends over, played... Play a little bit. Well, we beat Turtles in Time, the arcade. Yeah, we did do edition. that. Yeah, I got the one-up arcade, whatever. That was fun. And then beat Shredder's Revenge last night with uh, two friends. That was fun, too. That's about all I've been Well, me and then my son, me and my son Zachary play all kinds of games. So we've been playing, like, Little Nightmares. Have you guys played that? No, is that any no. good? It's awesome, man. It's is a it... cool game, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it'd be a fun game. That's the one where like he's always... in the uh, like the yellow raincoat, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's always playing like those Naruto games and stuff, and I'm helping him with those. But uh, other than that, that's all I've been playing. So I, I want to beat I want to beat that Ratchet and Clank before God of War comes out. So you got a week and a half. That's my goal. Yeah. So you got about what ten, eleven days now. Yeah. Yeah, he, he should be able to do that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard it wasn't a very big game. 
I've heard it was a good game, but just not as large as some of the other Ratchet and Clank games. Like Kyle signed in when he was here, and he was at like seventy six percent or something like that, and I'm at like forty five. So yeah, I ain't got yeah. much stuff to do. And it's funny because, like, I think that game came out like June twelfth or something, and said my last time played was like June eighteenth. Yeah, something like that. Basically, I ran through that whole game in a week. Yeah, yeah hard on since. it. I haven't picked that one it's, up yet. It was fun. It's fun. Yeah, I've been thinking about maybe too. it'll go on sale on uh, Black Friday or something. Yeah, I plan on scooping up quite a few games on Black Friday if I can find the things I'm looking for. I haven't bought much lately. I hope, I've just been I hope they have. Uh, I want to get um, Last of Us Part One, like the PS5 yeah. remake. Hopefully, yeah. that's on sale. Yeah, you like that game a lot. I do. Yeah. Um, also, PlayStation usually has pretty good digital sales around Black Friday too. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I picked up some few things in the past. So I haven't, uh, I haven't been doing much lately. Played the game Eternal Darkness, the game we're going to review today, and that's really it. I haven't been wanting to get into a big game because God of War comes out next week. Oh, I, one thing we didn't talk about. One game I've, I've got twenty hours into already, is Gotham Knights. I've been oh. playing. Oh yeah. I'm playing a lot of that. What do you think? And it, it's not nearly as bad as the reviews make it. That's really? all I'm going to say. They're all pretty yeah. mediocre for the most part. I watched yeah, a lot of I, I don't know why. It. I don't know why. Like a lot any, of people everyone I know, everyone I know that has the game loves it. I know about six they people that have it. Yeah, I know about six people that have it, and it seems like everybody enjoys it. Good I want to give it a try, but just like James said, I don't want to start playing there when God of War, because God of War will take up all my time. Yeah. Yeah, God of War's story, they said, is only like 20 to 25 hours. That's shorter than yeah. the last game. But, you know, there's all The last game wasn't that long either. I don't remember it being... None of the no. games are super long. Yeah. I haven't played it since it came out, so I can't remember. I was thinking 30, 40 hours, but it's such but a when you want game. to. Yeah, if you're like yeah. a completionist going for the platinum, it's probably that yeah. minimum. And I went, I killed all the va- all Valkyries and shit. That took a lot of retries over and over again. Yeah, I, I, I think I killed three or four of them. That took a while. If you, the the queen or whatever, she can do all the moves from like all the, yeah. from, you know. Yep. So she's, yeah. she's pretty hard. But that's all I've done this week or the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, so you guys ready for the topic of the day? Yeah. All right, always, so, always. so this week, we're going to kind of use Cyberpunk as an example. You can use it for your answer if you'd like, but I don't think Zach would. So Cyberpunk came out mm-hmm. a couple years ago, right? And it was one of the most hyped games of probably the last several years, and it was a fucking disaster. So what is a game that came out at any point in gaming history that you were like really looking forward to that just let you down? By the way, that right <laughs> now, the Cyberpunk has like a 90% positive on. Oh, no, like, I think yeah, it's fantastic. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't a. Yeah. It was a good game when it released. It wasn't a finished game. I think it's a great game now. Yeah. I played it after yeah. the last couple updates. It is a very different game. Plays very well. I'm a big fan of that game. But you know, I've a lot of people been thinking about redownloading it. I, I get. It. I see why people would say it too. Yeah, because a lot of people yeah. would, you know, probably played it. Were like, this sucks, and never went back to it. So they didn't experience the finished Cyberpunk because we didn't get a finished game. They might feel like the, like shit was overpromised to them, you know, well, and then yeah. what was delivered was not was was told you know right and that wasn't the only time it's ever happened in gaming history but in, in not even yeah. a game that wasn't finished just a game that you were like super hyped for really looking forward to 
and you got it and you were hmm. just let down, you know? There's I got a few of those. Yeah, let's mainly, hear them on the, mainly on the PS one. Oh. Uh WWF Warzone. I was really oh, yeah. hyped for, <laughs> I was really hyped for that game. Bought it day Nitro one. Nitro was a bad one too. That wasn't yeah. that great. Another one was Attitude. Every they showed so many commercials for Attitude and stuff. Oh, Attitude sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it as a kid, but you go and try to play it now, it's like, man, this game was not good. <laughs> and another were- one, which I remember, like, uh, looking at it in, like, uh, all the game magazines when Electronic Gaming Ma- Monthly and all that stuff when I was a kid, and me and my buddy... Uh, came out around his birthday was X-Men Mutant Academy, the fighting game. Yeah. He got, he got that for his birthday. And we There's played a sequel that. to that, too. Yeah, we played that for like two hours, and we're like, man, <laughs> why is this game so bad? That was a pretty bad game. I bought that <laughs> pretty early on. Another one that know. sucked, sucked pretty think. bad, pretty bad, that I was pretty hyped for was Twisted Metal 4. I thought it was nowhere near as good as the earlier Twisted Metal games compared to 2, 3, and 1. I don't know if I ever played before. <laughs> trying to think of more recent things. Uh, one game that I can't say that it was a bad game. It just didn't get me like I thought it was going to. Was Oblivion on 360? Really? Yeah, I just wow. I don't know. I like Skyrim way more than Oblivion. I just I guess I just like the more like the Nords and the dragon and all that kind of stuff. Did you more play than... Oblivion after you played Skyrim? No, I I bought Oblivion the day it came out. Yeah, so did I. It's why I bought a 360. Yeah, and I was like, man, did you play Morrowind. Yeah, I did not. See, Morrowind, Morrowind's a good game, but Oblivion was far better than Morrowind. It was just a, a much more established world, and things just ran better, and things like that. And I played a lot. I've always, I probably played 200 hours yeah. of Morrowind. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to go back to Oblivion, but I just never did. I think, so I did, didn't really understand. It was my first time playing an Elder Scrolls game. It was just yeah. a bunch of hype around it. Mm-hmm. I just really didn't understand. But once I played Skyrim so much, I feel like if I went back to Oblivion, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more than yeah. I did when it first came out. Did they? And I don't know this because they've released the Skyrim what twenty different times now. Did they ever do an updated like a remaster for Oblivion? I don't believe so. No, they did not. I would love that because I I beat that game twice on two different accounts. Got all the achievements from one hundred percent of the game as much as you can anyway. You can't really one hundred percent game like that, right? But beat it multiple times and absolutely loved it. And I love Skyrim too. I beat that a couple of times. I beat Morrowind. As much as you can, anyway, because you kind of can't. Uh, but yeah, I would really like an Oblivion, at least a remaster, not even a remake. Yes. Yeah. But... Okay, I got, I got another one. I just thought of. Uh, what did go? Just, 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 just left me. <laughs> oh, Resident, Resident Evil Six. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah, because four and five were so good, mm-hmm. and. Six is like, oh, Leon's coming back, and everyone's all coming these back. Different, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah, and then yeah, new people yeah. too. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's not a terrible. A good it's, choice. Ac- it's actually not as bad as 
It's not a yeah. good Resident Evil game, but it's a yeah. good I game. watched a lot of yeah, yeah. reviews on yeah. it. And shit. Yeah, if you go if you go and play it now, now that you know what it is, it isn't as bad as when it first came out trying to play it. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because you're looking for the and next now, Resident Evil and yeah, it wasn't Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah, this is a nonstop action game. <laughs> exactly. It felt almost like what they did with Mario too, where they took another game and just reskinned the characters. Yeah. Like it, exactly. it easily could have been something else. And they were like, We need a Resident Evil game right now. <laughs> Which that one was cool too. That was another one. There was full co-op, kind of like five. Yeah, Brian. And and I, I thought that was going to that. We played about half of it a few years ago. Yeah, Crystal and I played through some of six. Yeah, I enjoyed what I played. Never finished it. it. Yeah, yeah. But was, it... Before that, I was like, "This is going to suck. I'm not looking forward to this." And you know, a half hour in, I was like, "This is not bad. Like, it's not Resident Evil, but it isn't bad." Yeah, yeah, it's still fun, but it felt a lot like the actions points from resident evil 5 and that's all there was there weren't the puzzles and things. yeah you know it was just the action scenes is what it felt like yeah I, which i love i probably played two or three hours of it but i don't think there's ever a single puzzle it was just pretty much straight based and running gun yeah and it's pretty linear too which generally resident evils are but you know, usually have like large environments you know like the the police station yeah. and things you can roam around and you can't really do that in that one yep so what about you zach hard to think of anything but one that comes to mind was uh Marvel's Avengers. Ooh, good show. Oh, play, yeah. I was so fucking looking forward because I've just got it wasn't too far removed from playing that Spider Man. Yeah. And they I love Spider Man was coming yeah. to it. Yeah. And that's why I bought it on PlayStation 4. I pre ordered it on PlayStation 4 so I can get Spider Man. I was like, oh, yes. Like, I want the story. You know, this is going to be amazing. And the story elements are cool. Like, when you're playing single player, but then, like, it opens up and it's like, oh, this is kind of like Destiny or something. And it's like, I don't know. And it lost me. I never finished it, and I didn't want to go back to it. And it just maybe it's better now, but I just wanted an awesome single player story and what now with all the Marvel or all the Avengers. That would have been cool. It would have been, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, I don't think it is better <laughs> now. By the way, I don't think it is. I mean, just added more players and just or more characters that you can play as. Nah, I haven't with their it. stories. I bought it. But I just hate that, like, fucking loot drop shit, you know? It's like, man, I don't want to, you know... I don't want to put all this stupid crap on You know, it's just like, I just want to play an awesome story where the Avengers broke up and, like, they have to come back together and all. It would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like, I'm looking forward to Wolverine. If I came to find out, like, oh, when you play Wolverine, like, it's also, like, online, you know, multiplayer, like, Destiny and stuff the whole time. Ugh. That'd be a very big disappointment. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, you know how many people won't buy yeah. that just based off their experience with Avengers because it's the same game. But yeah. yeah, and you know what? Yeah. I, maybe it was my fault for not looking into it as much. You know, but I was just a lot of people. You know, my heart that. sunk, dude. I was so excited for it. Yeah, it happened to a lot of people. So many people were pissed off because like they didn't really advertise it as one of those like games as a service things. Yeah, and then it was, and the loot boxes and all that. Like I bought it because it was on sale for eight dollars, and I intended to play it. And I was just like, I don't really know if I want to get into it because. I'm probably not going to enjoy it because I don't like Destiny at all, and it's very similar to that. See, I enjoyed the Destiny demo or beta, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah I played. And when that. it came out, when it came out, I didn't really care for it at all. The exact same thing happened to me. I had a pre-order. I was looking forward to. It. I got a good yeah. one. And what I didn't like about the original Destiny was it was the same. The missions are the same thing over and over again. Like you fight through a bunch of shit, you get to yeah. the point where you 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 got to protect the little orb guy. Or getting destroyed, 
and then he does his thing and you're off to the next mission and you just keep doing that over and over and over again. Yeah, then you go back to the same world. Yeah. Like it's like you can go anywhere you want on these worlds. Then you go there and it's like warning, you can't go here, you're not high enough level. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah, like yeah, or you, you can go anywhere you want hundred hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get to certain places and shoot them, and I think what's what does it say when you shoot them? Like, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, In, <laughs> invincible or something to, to bullets or some yeah. some shit. Yeah, I think what you're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, I think I have two games: one recent, one old. So the old one was Majora's Mask for the N64. I'm a huge Zelda fan and loved Ocarina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that yeah. game one. I had the strategy guide, had all the action figures. Like, my mom bought me everything. It was my Christmas that year because it came out in November. And yeah. I had. Everything. Where, where, where oh. are you like, hey. Huh. You're you like, like a sequel. 22? Oh, man. Why are you like 22 when that game came out? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was maybe 14. I was 14. He, he's waiting with all these kids. Right. In mind. <laughs> Fucking shoulder check. Oh, I'm definitely getting these right. these toys. The toys, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's my fucking opponent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't like Zach just said. I was like hardcore looking forward to a sequel. And you know, Me most too. Zelda games are standalone stories, and Majora's Mask definitely is. But yeah. I fucking hate that game with a passion, and I have beaten almost every single Zelda game made, and some of them and many it's the, times because of the timer, the right? Fucking because timer. Of, like, you're feeling pressured, and it's like you're just you want to take your time to explore, and yes, yeah. And we just had that and, question. Uh, Kyle asked a few weeks ago. Yeah. How long is the timer? You get three hours to play all three days because it's an hour per day, right? It goes by so. Yeah, but you, fast. you can like, can't you reset it or something? Or yeah, yeah, yeah you like can. make the, the moon song, go back on a time or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. what you got to do. But like, you have to. You're just. Uh, I feel like it's like my fucking anxiety is just driving me nuts the whole time because yeah. Say you have 500 rupees, which I think is your max you can get, even if you have the big wallet. If you don't put those in the bank, you lose them. Right. If you're, I was literally at the end of a dungeon fighting a boss. And the timer went all the way through, and it reset the entire dungeon and put me back at the beginning. I had to do the whole fucking dungeon thing again. Like, shit like that well, is... It, it should have been designed in a way where if you're at a boss fight, the timer stops. Let you do your thing, you know? Finish the dungeon, and then let it reset the day, mm -hmm. whatever. It just... I hate that game so much, and I've been arguing with people about it for years. She's like, that's the best one. I'm like, you're, I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> like, I would like I'm, to go back and play it and give it another shot. I've tried it so have. many when times, it, man. Hey, yeah, it's when on it came the out, Switch Online. So yeah. 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 When I was so excited for this game, I was so excited. I, I remember renting it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, yes. And then even, like, the opening cutscene, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah. okay, I'm playing this Kid Link, whatever, man. Yep. But, you know, it's and then <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? This timer coming down already? Like, what is going on? I didn't, you know, and then it's like, oh, this is the entire game? Like, this? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and I was a kid, dude. I didn't want this shit. Like, this ain't what I was used to. No, you know, no. no. And then you know, it only they only had a year to develop that game. They built yeah. the entire yeah, game. I think it was year. less than a year. It was yeah. one year. Yeah. So, I, and when you rented it, they had you. It, they brought. They let you have the uh, expansion pack too. So from C, uh, from movie gallery. Yeah. So I rented Kyle. it from Family Video yeah. uh, back in the day in Arnold, and they gave me the game and they didn't give me the expansion pack. And I went home and put it in, and it just wouldn't work. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I call him, I'm like, this thing is brand new, and it doesn't work. And the lady's like, oh, you're supposed to have this thing, and we didn't give it to you. I was like, motherfucker. Mm. But 
was just as good without it as it was with Mom, it. can you drive <laughs> you know me what? back? To no, I was driving video? by then. I was old enough to drive by then. <laughs> and it was, you know, that was also the time, too, when, like, uh, I remember running that Hey You Pikachu, and you'd get the mic for yep. it, too. Yeah, because it's useless without it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think my other game, which is a newer game, probably been out, I don't know, three years now, was the Division 2. Did you guys play the Division games? I. Uh, my buddy was really into it. So, yeah. so the division came out, and a lot of people just dogged on it real hard, like the original division. And they had to work on it for a couple of years, and it turned out to be a great game. It's one of my all-time favorite shooters. Brian and I probably played a hundred hours of that game co-op. Beat it on every difficulty, oh. beat every boss, beat all the secret bosses. We did everything in that game, and it was fantastic. And the sequel came out a couple of years later because it had already been out a couple of years by the time we played it. It was on Game Pass, and they revamped so much of two where you have to be online to play it and their servers are fucking terrible. You're constantly dropping out. And then they introduced that gear score thing. And I think that's how destiny does it where you can have a weapon that does more damage, but if the gear score is lower than a depth weapon that does lower damage, it's worse. You know what I'm talking about, I think that's how Gotham mm-hmm. Knights is. It's like a gear score system. Doesn't it Kyle? Now what would do what? Like a, a gear score system where every time you pick up a piece of armor or a weapon or whatever, there's a number associated with it. And that adds up. And the higher that number is overall, you know, from all your pieces of equipment, you're stronger. Yeah. 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 yeah the Division yeah. 2 did that. And I hate that system. I, I do not like games that do that, which I'll probably mm. pass on Gotham Knights because of that. That's really confusing, too. It you is. don't really know. I heard- that's what I heard. Like, is that their fucking menu system and the arm, all the like shit you put on on Gotham Knights is very confusing. Well, that's how the division is, also. Like, the menus, yeah, the, they, do, they do, do not explain it at all. Yeah, and like the division, you can have, let's say you have a weapon that does 100 damage and its gear score is 10, and then you have another weapon that does 80 damage, but its gear score is 15. The one that does lower damage but has a higher gear score is technically a better weapon. But in the first division, if your weapon did 100 and this one did 80, the 101 is the better weapon. That's all you have to choose. So, you know, I don't care for that kind of stuff. It's just, it's annoying. It's, it's useless. But, yeah, and, and that Gotham Knights, you can, like, infuse these chips. And I have no idea what the hell it does when you infuse this shit. It doesn't explain it at all. Like, I always try to pick the better ones. I don't know if I'm destroying them or making them into one chip or... I don't know what the hell's happening, but I always select, select the best ones. And I was looking for, like, after I infuse them or whatever it says to do, like, a bigger, better one, but I never see it. So I don't really have a clue what, what it does or how to do it. And I've asked other people that play it, too, and, like, yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for that kind of system because I think Destiny does the same thing. Probably one of the reasons I didn't like it. Yeah, might. But that's really all I got. You guys got anything else? I'm sure there's probably more games. Oh yeah, I'm but sure there are. Nothing I can really, really yeah. think of. I couldn't think of anything either. Okay. All right, so we'll move on to the review. It's time for a retro, retro, retro review. So this week is our Halloween episode. So we chose a couple of horror-themed games this month to do for our first Halloween. And the final game is Eternal Darkness for the Nintendo GameCube. Isn't it originally being developed for the 64? It was, yes, you are correct. That would have been something. Yeah. Eternal Darkness was developed by Silicon Knights. 
for the Nintendo 64 originally and was switched to the GameCube and released on June 24, 2002. It is the first M-rated game published by Nintendo. Yeah, that's a fun fact. I was going to yeah. point that out. Yeah, as well as the first game released after Satoru Iwata became president of Nintendo. Which, okay. <laughs> right, like, it, I, I guess it's a fact, but it doesn't really impact the game. Like, there was always going to be a first yeah. game after he became the president. It just happened to be this one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's pointless. The story of Eternal Darkness. So it says it takes place over four principal locations, which the game skips back and forth between. They include an underground temple complex called the Forbidden City in Persia, a Khmer temple in Angor Tom, Cambodia, the Ublay Cathedral in Amiens, France, and the Royvis family estate in Rhode Island, which is just a giant mansion. Uh, also leads to an underground city and some other things we'll get to. So basically the way the game plays out is... Your grandfather gets killed at the beginning of the game, right? You're woken up. Your main character, his name's Alex, and she's woken up in the middle of the night telling you her grandfather was murdered. So you go to the house, talk to the cops, find your dead grandfather with his head missing. And she is stuck in the mansion, running around, finding pages for this thing called the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Well, each of those pages takes her to a different point in time, and you play as another character in that point in time, to explore, you know, the areas we talked about, the cathedral, the temple, and that sort of thing. And a bunch of spooky shit happens. Is she, you know what I always, is she reading the pages in order? Because the timeline jumps around all the time, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they're writing the pages, in, I mean, they would write right after each other, right? But they wouldn't, like, skip ten pages, then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because it jumps, I mean, most of the time it's several hundred years between pages. No, I'm just, but it'll also go back, too. You know, it's like, I'm not playing... It's not linear, like the story, gotcha. right? Yeah, yeah, like, okay. That's what I'm saying. Is she reading the book out of order or something? Probably. No, I think, I think you... I think you... I thought it was all in order of events in time. I could be wrong, but it seemed like it was. I don't know if you can... Yeah, I guess there wouldn't be a way to get to page two before page one. Never mind. I don't think it is in order of the entire time. I don't know. I think it's doing that like whole like Quentin Tarantino like thing where the story it's like back and forth not That's exactly yeah. in order. Well, so chapter one takes place in twenty six BC. Oh. Chapter two is eleven fifty AD. Three is eight fourteen AD. So it did step back a couple hundred years there. Okay. Okay, okay, you're right. It does that quite a bit. Yeah, then four, and I'm not counting five, like when it comes, comes back to her in the mansion or anything. I just mean like yeah, the, the pages and the people. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and well, a lot of the characters you play as, uh, which we'll talk about each of those, their stories intertwine a bit, kind of like a Tarantino movie would, right? Like yeah. at some point, you're a character who dies during your part of the story, and then someone a few hundred years later finds your ghost, and you're warning them about the eternal darkness and all that sort of thing. Mission one is called the Chosen One, and basically you're playing as the guy who becomes the villain, Pius Augustus. So he's a Roman soldier, yeah. goes down into uh, a temple, and ends up finding Mantarok, which is this giant like what do they call him? Like the World Ender or something? This is this god with a bunch of eyeballs all over him. Mm-hmm. This big like slimy monster looking thing. And well, this is like based off like the Lovecraft. Stuff. It is, yeah. It's very Cthulhu esque type yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
But it doesn't follow the Cthulhu no. shit, though. But it is based off, like, yeah. that Yeah, that kind of, of horror and storyteller. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. supernatural kind of stuff, not so much horror. So, you you know, you fight some zombies, you you know, you pick up some weapons and things like that as you're Augustus. All the levels generally play about the same, right? They're just in different areas. Yep. And once you get to the end of that, you find Mantarok, and somehow Augustus, which I don't, I don't really know how it happened, he gets turned into like a zombie. You know, he looks like a skeleton, right? After that. Yeah. And then, yeah. It was really weird. It was because they didn't really. Which they show that same scene a lot throughout the game. They do. Too. Yeah, like they'll flash back to it and stuff a lot. Yeah. But that's how he becomes a main antagonist because every single other person you play as to some degree, you're coming across him or one of his disciples in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you beat a mission, you go back to the Roybus mansion and you're Alex. Well, every mission you beat, you learn something within that mission that either gives her a skill or shows her an area in the mansion or something that allows her to find the next page of the tome. And then you read the page from your inventory that takes you to the next chapter. So so the first real chapter of the game is technically chapter two called The Binding of the Corpse God. Uh, do you want to talk about this one, Kyle? Do you remember this one? So you walk in and basically and you're, you're in this giant tomb and there's like a necklace on this uh, skeleton that you got to take off, right? Yeah. That's her, right? Yep. That's what heals her, right? Yeah. It allows her to heal over time. Yep. yep. You get 10 healing spells within that necklace. And basically, it's crazy because uh, this tomb, you actually come back to it in, I think, chapter six? Maybe? Five or six, yeah. You come back as the guy. Yeah. yeah yep. It's like an Indiana Jones and, type of guy. Yeah, basically, there's a couple different simple puzzles you got to solve, lighting fires and make these things rise and doors open. I don't know. this. It's not the most best story of a game ever. This puzzles are very simple for this kind of game compared to like Resident Evil. Yeah. There's there you basically look at a picture on the ground and it'll kind of tell you what what you got to do to make the puzzle happen like it'll show the like what time of day it's supposed to be or something. Yeah. If so, I remember yeah, right. You have like three candles there and you have to light two or one or all three in order to depict the time of day that it shows behind it on the wall. Right. Yeah. The sun's either like at the highest point or it's setting or it's rising. Yeah. This but I thought chapter two was probably the worst chapter out of all of them that I played. Yeah, and it doesn't have like, you know, as you get later in the game you, you learn magic and things and this chapter doesn't have yeah. any of that. So the game gets a lot meatier as you go through it and we'll get to the magic once we get to that yeah. point in the story. Were a couple of like the third, the third, third one was pretty cool. That's where the guy goes to the church, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so chapter three, yeah, is called. Yeah, you play as Hosier, and he plays Anthony. <laughs> His name is Anthony, oh. and uh, it's an eight fourteen AD. <laughs> and you're in a you're in a cathedral. That you actually go back to several times throughout the story. And the whole point of this one is you're there trying to get to Charlemagne to let him know that someone's going to assassinate him. So you're running around um, trying to find the key yep. to get into the door where he in, he's in there talking to like the head priest or something because it's, it's like a monastery kind of thing, right? There's a bunch of monks and stuff. And you meet this really yep. creepy yep. monk who is clearly a, a zombie or something is wrong with this guy, right? 
and he just gives you creepy vibes. And then you run around the level and you collect like a torch to set zombies on fire, which helps because it'll down them in one hit, as opposed to attacking them with a sword. And you know, if you do attack an enemy with a sword, the combat's kind of weird because the way the controls are laid out. But once you get to like used to it, it's not too bad. But you can target either their arms, their torso, or their head. And whether you hold up, left, right, or nothing, you can chop off an arm or whatever. And it it's yeah. you almost have to go for the head every single time, right? Yeah, that's the easiest. Can, really if is. you're quick enough, you can stop it from like doing that insanity drain or whatever. Yeah, like if you go for the yeah. head quick. Enough. Yeah, so like they'll shoot like what green almost looks like lasers out of their eyes, right? And they suck down your sanity meter. Is that what happens? I thought it was just your yeah. guys looking at them and getting scared. But... Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, but like um, the zombies and like those bone thief things that will crawl inside of you and kill you in one hit. Yeah, those things are pretty bad about shooting the lasers out of their eyes. And whenever you turn green, it's sucking down your sanity meter. Or some of them will turn blue, or some will turn red. So it'll hit your magic, your health, or your sanity meter. And I guess we can get into the sanity real quick because it's a large part of how this game functions, especially as far as like the combat and traversal and stuff like that. Yes. So. Basically what happens is your character is being subjected to all this crazy-ass stuff that people don't see, zombies and monsters and all this kind of crap, and it fucks with your head. Well, you have the sanity meter. When the meter's full, you're perfectly fine. You can see the zombies and stuff, but nothing is really affecting you. But it will slowly go down, and it's not a very big meter. Once it reaches probably, what, a quarter or even all the way down, the screen will start to tilt at like a 30-degree angle. So you're not looking at things straight on anymore. And all kinds of crazy shit will happen. I've got a list here of about 20 different things that happened in the game because your character is either hallucinating or just something fucking nuts is going on. Like, how much stuff did you guys experience? Because yeah. I know you saw quite a few, Kyle. Yeah, I did. I, I saw, like, one. the first one that ever happened to me was I walked into a door and my head was gone. There was just gushing yeah. blood out of my head. Yep. And my dude fell into the ground. And I'm like... What the fuck just happened? How did I die? Like I didn't even see anybody. Yeah. Then then it's like flashes back and my dude's like, What the hell? Is this real? Yeah, and you're back on the other side of the door. Like you <laughs> yeah, 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 you'd yep, yep, exactly what happened. What about you, Zach? Did you see any of those? Yeah, seeing what he just said, and then also pausing the game and it looks like you have nothing in your inventory. Yeah, yeah I saw that one too. Yeah, because that's definitely a what the fuck moment. Right. I'm pretty sure, yeah, wasn't there one where, like, the screen was upside down? Yeah, that happened to me. Like, you're you're basically on the ceiling yeah. of the room. You're running around on the ceiling yeah. all the time. And you got to run around quite a bit, maybe 10, 15 seconds before it'll just flash back to where you were previously. You know, like, you got to give it a certain yeah. amount of time and it'll reset. You'll you almost <laughs> always hear someone scream and then it'll reset. I had the one, I think it was on the fourth chapter, where you go down, where you put those giant uh, puzzle pieces and you go down a lift. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, I went down, and I was a zombie, like the zombie mummy. And I'm just walking around down in there, and I'm like, what the hell? How do I make this stop? And it went on for, like, for a long time before I was finally able to, I just was trying to, like, attack and stuff. But he would just, like, swing his arms like the zombie mummies. And finally... One. Yeah, he just went back to being normal. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I've got a, a pretty big list here. So the first thing I ever saw were the walls were bleeding. Right? And that's probably the thing. Yeah, just that, like blood dripping like, from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, too. like running down the wall or coming from the ceiling. And that's like one of the first things you see as your meter starts to get probably like halfway. Yeah. 
Um, I did have like a Windows blue screen and death screen pop up and tell me there was like a kernel error and the game crashed. And I was playing this emulation, so at first I was like, that just happened. <laughs> like, legit thought it happened. <laughs> and and then it went back to being the game. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Um, another time, like, you know, I remember this game came out when CRT TVs were popular, right? So almost every TV. Yeah, yeah it's like turned bar. off. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. like volume up. Yeah, it would turn the volume, the volume up down. volume down. And it would actually yeah. affect it. It would either get louder or quieter, regardless of where your current yeah. volume is. Uh, I also saw like a mute would happen in the top right corner and it would. Yeah, I, I, I had mute happen. I had the TV turn off. Um, I had the game. I had uh, the channel channel change. change or yeah, just like that input. input change. Yeah. 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 Um, I also had uh, to be continued screen popped up. I went through a door and it just said game over to be continued. And I was like, what I, I had another I had I, I had another one where a chapter ended and it said uh, to be continued. Coming soon, uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Re- Redemption. Oh, like, <laughs> did you get yeah, that one? <laughs> no, I didn't see. I know what you're talking about, though. I didn't see that one. Um, I have yeah. one where the room turns monochrome colors. Everything just kind of goes black and white. There's no color at all. Uh, I had another one where it said the GameCube controller has been disconnected and my controls stopped working. Disconnected. <laughs> and the, the the enemies will still keep coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just you. you're baking. Yeah, that yeah. it doesn't stop. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, I had one where I fell through the floor, just like slowly sinking, like in quicksand through the floor. Did you guys see uh-huh. that one? And it, it keeps going mm-hmm. until your guy's head's underwater. Um, I had another one inside the mansion, because most of these happen in, in the levels, you know, like when you're in the past and things. Yeah. A few happen in the mansion. One of them, uh, right before... Chapter... Oh, you look in the tub. Yeah, the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'll get you. Uh, there's like a dead body in the bathtub, and it screams real loud, like a shock thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. There's one. a part right before chapter eight where you have to mess with the piano, play a little music. Piano opens. There's another page hidden inside the piano. Well, as you walk in the room, you walk towards the piano, and there's a guy hanging like from a noose from the ceiling right behind it. And you check him, and then it like zooms in on him real fast, and it screams, and he disappears, kind of like the bathtub thing. Yeah. Um, and then books flying across the room. There's a library in the game that you go through a lot when you go back to that you know little office you find right at the beginning of the game. There are books flying across the room. Uh, the body dismemberment thing, like you guys were talking about, where I had one. I, I saw two different ones. One where my head was chopped off when I walked through a door, and then your guy just like falls on his knees and falls forward. And another one where I walked through a door, my head was chopped off. I was able to walk around, and then my arm gets chopped off, and then my other arm, and then I get cut in half. And then I warp back behind the door. Uh, yeah, another one, all the enemies shrunk. They were super tiny. I had one where I yeah, shrunk. you told me that. Yeah, you were she shrunk. Yeah, um, another one that's kind of cool that actually helps you a bit. You'll walk into a room and it'll be full of ammo for whatever weapon you have. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah, I walked in there and it's like, oh shit, look at all these shotgun bullets. Yeah. There's like hundreds of them. You start picking them all up and it teleports you back to, like, oh uh, no, that wasn't real. Yeah, and you don't get like, to keep them. Yeah, no, you don't. Because, you know, like, there's clearly 80 rounds of ammo in here yeah. I can definitely use, yeah. but you don't get to keep the ammo. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, a room full of shotgun ammo? Why wouldn't I not be excited? <laughs> Those are all the things that I experienced, and there are many more. There's, like, 70 effects that can happen in this game, depending on who you are, at what point in a level, and where your sanity meter is. Yeah, some of that sanity, like once you get it low, it's it's hard to get it back. It really is. Yeah. You just start tripping tripping like the rest of the chapter. Yeah, and the easiest way to get it back is once you down an enemy, you can finish that enemy. In yeah, most you got cases, it. Yep, if you don't yep, finish that's... them, they'll get back up unless you set them on fire. 
well as yeah. you finish them you regain a little sanity because you're like kind of getting the upper hand i guess is you know what it was supposed to be yeah but sometimes there'll be like 10 enemies and you'll swing one time and knock them all down and you can only finish like two or three of them before they get back up yeah that's why the best thing some, is good i was gonna say then you knock them down again and a lot of times they just die so you can't get the sanity yeah there is a thing where like you can do too much damage to where you can't finish them they just die they don't lay there and wait for you yeah it's like the best thing to do at least the way i found for combat wise is to always try to cut the head off because they're they basically just stand there and kind of flail their arms because they can't see you right they lose the ability to track you and then it gives you a lot of time to pick them off one by one but their heads will grow back and then they'll start coming right back at you especially like the red zombies i didn't know that because early on the bit the main zombie you see is like a brownish gray greenish color yeah. And I think their heads grow back too, but the red ones definitely do. And the red ones are faster and they do more damage. So you run across a lot of those like mid-late game. Most zombies are the red ones. Occasionally you see blue ones too. It's almost like the game does like a rock, paper, scissor thing where you have three colors because you get to choose a rune at the beginning of the game. And that kind of determines the magic you get when you get the magic and that sort of thing throughout the story. And you have green, red, and blue. And green beats blue, blue beats red, red beats green. And I think all of us chose green. Is that right? Yes. So early on, most of the enemies you face are green. And they get stronger. Now you can use that magic or that rune to do spells and also enchant your weapons. So if you're green and you're going up against blue enemies, you can enchant your weapon with the green stuff and you'll do more damage to those enemies. I did that a lot. There's those big hunter things with the three heads. You probably ran across those the yep. biggest enemies in the game and they do a ton of damage but if you enchant your weapon you can because they have three faces right or three heads whatever you want to call it you can chop off two or three of those heads at one swipe if your weapon's enchanted makes it a lot hmm, i didn't know that yeah, i learned it the hard way because one of them kept kicking my ass because i was really low health kept walking in this room and i would save right outside the room and finally i was just looking through magic trying to figure out what to do and i was like oh, i'll enchant my sword I killed him in one swipe so after that, like I mapped the enchant weapon or enchant item uh, magic to a button, and I would always have an enchanted weapon. Because you can enchant your guns, your swords, basically anything. Yeah. Chapter 3. So you're running around this cathedral. You're trying to find all these, basically just things to help you. Eventually, in every single chapter, you'll walk through a door, and that character will be transported to, I guess, the tomb of the Tome of Eternal Darkness, right? You're on that little walkway, and you find the book at the end, and that yeah, giant, yeah, that giant yeah. hand. It opens up, and you get the book. I don't know why it does that, because you can't really do anything. It makes a creepy-ass noise. It really does, yeah. But you can't do anything with the book, right? Once you get the book, you just kind of have it. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem to do anything, does it? No. I was wondering, maybe further down the line, you do something with it. That's what I was thinking. And then one, one chapter, you have to put it back into a thing to open a door. Yes. But... Yep, yep. And that's in the same temple that uh, Pius is in at the very beginning. Because you go back to that temple later on, you actually find that room, but the tome is not in there. Yep. What I was thinking was, when you get the tome, that's when you're recording what happened, and that's how that page is created. That's kind of what I figured. Possibly. Right? That's the only thing that really makes sense, isn't it? But yeah. it happens to every character. They all get the tome at some point. Alex has it the entire time, because she finds it at the very beginning of the game. You go through all this, eventually you get... Uh... Oh, so as you're playing as Anthony, every so often you'll walk through a door and he gets just a little a little sicker so he's like the monk at the beginning the creepy monk gives him something to drink or something 
and what's happening is throughout the chapter he's slowly turning into a zombie your face yeah. starts changing you start limping a little you're walking a little slower and he can tell something's going on so by the time you yeah don't even like look in a mirror he does. Or... yeah I don't know. yeah i think so something like that puddle or something yeah yeah something he can see his reflection in so there's a couple simple puzzles in this chapter you gotta put these three urns on this switch to open the door to finally get to the end of the chapter there's a red one a green one and a blue one just like the magic everything kind of revolves around that yep. so you figure that out you got to fill one of them with water to make it heavy enough the other one's full of sand and then one you have to fix because it's broken and you use some magic to fix that yeah go through the door you basically find charlemagne who's already been murdered he was assassinated by the monks or something they don't think they really explain it because there's like four or five people in the room and then that's right at the end and then anthony dies as he finds charlemagne which was you know who he was trying to save the whole time so then the chapter resets and you're back to alex so now you're in the mansion and you got to go to the second floor, which is the first time you go on the second floor. You use a key that you had to repair to open the door. You get on the second floor, and then you find another page in one of the rooms. Yeah, well, first, first you go to use the key. Then it says, oh, the key broke yeah. trying to open the lock. But you just learned that, yeah. that enchantment to fix things. Exactly, yeah, so. the same thing Anthony used to fix the jar. Restore, I think it's the restore yeah. I th- yeah, I think you're right. I think it's restore. Oh. Kind of weak ass lot or keys are they making? Right, yeah. <laughs> making that shit out of fucking clay or something. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. it did, yeah. <laughs> so you repair the key, you get in there, um, you find Alex's first weapon of the game, which is a thirty-eight revolver, and then you find another chapter page above a fireplace, kind of like behind a painting or something. So this takes her to chapter four. Once you read it, you're playing as Kareem, which is five sixty-five A.D. or who Kyle likes to call Aladdin. Because he looks a lot like Aladdin. Yep. He does. He got the Aladdin pants on and everything. <laughs> and the whole premise of this entire chapter, Kareem is trying to go find this, I don't even know what to call it, like, a, like an artifact, basically, right? Because some of the chapters revolve around those that weird-looking artifact. It looks like a claw or something. Yeah. Kareem goes to find this thing because he wants some pussy. Right? Yeah. He's talking to this, he's talking to this woman at the beginning. Hey, we've, uh, yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> we've been there. So, so he's talking to this woman at the very beginning of the chapter, and she looks, you know, it's like Jasmine from Disney or whatever, and she's laying there in a skimpy outfit, and he's like, you know, let's do this, and she's like, not so you get me my thing. And he was like, what the fuck? So he goes off into this creepy-ass <laughs> temple. Go get my toy. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes to this creepy-ass temple, and he fights a bunch of zombies and, you know, other enemies and that sort of thing. And near the end of the level... Because there isn't a whole lot to it. You know, you run through a bunch of corridors. You go up and down an elevator. That's the one with the elevator, I believe. So his, you go down some stairs. Mm-hmm. You grab the book, and you come up, and you fight some guys. Then you go back down, and it's completely different. And you go through, like, a cave. Yes. Then, yeah. yeah. Then you climb up another ladder. And that's when you, well, in that cave, you find that first statue that I mentioned. I think it's the white statue. Then you'll find a black one. Then... You got to use those to put on these platforms and you stand on the third one and it'll trigger this uh, elevator to come and you go down that elevator. Yeah. And once you get down there, you actually find the artifact that you went there to find. So as you approach the artifact to pick it up, the ghost of the girl you were talking to at the beginning of the chapter shows up behind you and she looks just like she did. She's just kind of like a blue translucent color. And she's talking to you about, you know, hey, you should grab this because we need to protect it and this sort of thing. And then you see her kind of flash. And when she does, you see, like, tons of scars. Like, she, someone tortured her to death. You remember that? 
kind of give it up. Yeah, right. So she's just covered in all these cuts and stuff. So she was tortured to death, and she tells you we can't let this thing fall into the wrong hands. And she kisses him, and when she does, she kills him at the same time and makes him the protector of this artifact so it cannot leave this place. So that's how that chapter ends. So then at the end of that chapter, you go back to Alex, and Alex learned in that level, you actually learn the enchant uh, spell, how to enchant your items and things. Well, sometimes you have to use that spell to uh, make keys and stuff, right? So in the library, at the beginning of the game, Alex finds Augustus's old gladius sword, like a gladiator kind of sword. And yeah. there's a door in the kitchen that clearly that sword goes into. There's a picture of the sword on the door, but you put it in there and nothing yeah. happens. Well, there's this green symbol behind it, and that's because your alignment is green because you chose green at the beginning of the game, or at least, you know, how we did. And you enchant that weapon with the green magic. Then it acts as a key. And the fifth page of this book is hidden in a fucking jar of rice. Like, yeah. for, for this to be the most evil book, it's like the fucking Necronomicon. The old man who lived in this mansion didn't give two fucks about where he hid these pages. He just put them anywhere he wanted. Just all over the place. Randomly. You're going to see now. He was, yeah. And occasionally you see your grandpa later on in the game at, at even like the middle of some chapter or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, the first couple times you see him, he's like, Alex, I'll always be here for you. And then one time later in the game, like chapter eight or nine, you see him. And he was like, Alex, why are you so stupid? Like, he's literally berating you. Like, you'll never finish this. Yeah. And it, it's got to be somebody it's... fucking with her because that's not the stuff her grandpa said the first couple times, right? He's like, I'll always be here to help you. And then he shows up and he's like, you're a fucking bitch. It's <laughs> the total opposite of what he was telling you the whole game. So, because he's like, you know, I didn't want to bring you into this, but he, you know, she's like the last remaining heir of this family. So she has to carry on the legacy and try to stop this, you know, God from destroying the world or whatever. But you end up playing as him. Uh, you don't play as him. You play as one of his. Descendants. Yeah, you do. You play as him when he's younger, in like the fifties or whatever, don't you? It, yeah, it's before, before World War One or something. I think. Oh, there's. I'm almost positive you play as the the grandpa or the uncle. Or How about the chapter you play in the mansion? Mm-mm. I don't know. I now I can't remember. Maybe yeah, in the mansion. So there's a chapter you play in the mansion, which is the next chapter. It's called Chapter Five. You play as Maximilian Royvis. But the time frame is 1750 AD. No, there's what's what? Yeah, what's her grandpa's name? Is it Edward? I'm just 1952 AD. Dr. Edward Royvis, a clinical psychologist at the time, inherits the state, finds his underground, finds his way underground. Yeah. yeah, I haven't played it. I just just remember seeing that. I just yeah, I got to note I that. got to chapter nine, so I got to just before you actually play as him. So I didn't know that because there is one of his ancestors that you play as a couple hundred years before. Yeah, oh, and that's really? chapter five. That's yeah. the next chapter. In this chapter, they play all the way as late as nineteen eighty three. You do, yeah. And <laughs> they play ninety ninety one. No, he plays ninety one too. Yeah, I think he do plays ninety one as well. Like the the firefighter, the Canadian black firefighter, isn't he ninety one or something like that? So it's later. I don't know. I just watched a lot of the gameplay that I knew I wasn't going to get to. It's not on wiki. I just see. Yeah, ninety one. The last chapter. Michael Edwards, nineteen ninety one. Chapter yes. eleven. In chapter five, you are in the mansion. It's the first time you've ever been actually really explore the mansion because Alex can't go everywhere just yet, right? There's like there's a basement area, so she can't get into. You play as one of her ancestors, Maximilian Royvis. It takes place in 1750 AD, and he's living in the mansion. Isn't he wearing a wig? Is. like one of those powder yeah, yeah, like a powdered wig. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of you know paintings yeah. like that and stuff like that because of the time period. And they did a really cool job changing the mansion, like it had changed over time because 
when you're when you're Alex in present time, the carpet is red everywhere, like the runners up and down the stairs and the second floor and stuff. When you're playing as him, the carpet is I think it's green or blue. And some like some other things have changed. You know, like mm -hmm. things in the kitchen and stuff are a little different. It's pretty neat how it made it look like, you know, the place has evolved over time. You're running all over the places this dude, right? So you gotta find these letters that are scattered throughout the house. And each of them kind of tells you a little more about what's going on. But you can tell the person who's writing them is kind of losing their mind because the way they're they're speaking or typing changes a little bit. It gets a little shorter, it gets a little more morbid, and then like their signature keeps getting a little shorter. You know, originally it's their full signature, and then it's just like their last name with their first initial, and then it gets to where it's just initials, and it's like just a scribble. What happens during this chapter and is you get to the basement for the first time because Alex can't go to the basement just yet. And when you get down the basement, you find this hidden door. And when you go through that door, you walk down this giant spiral staircase and you find this underground city that's underneath your mansion. And they show, you know, it's it doesn't look very good because it was the GameCube, but this giant sprawling city that's underneath with these really crazy looking like spires and all this just crazy looking shit. You know, it looks like hell. Or like, you know, whatever you think that would look like. And your guy kind of loses his mind. He's like, what the fuck? Like, this has been under here the whole time. No one knows about this. And I guess that's where the tome came from or something. They don't really explain it very well. So did you see that, Kyle? Nah. Okay. So after you do this, this is the first boss fight of the game is at the end of this chapter. So you continue down the spiral staircase and you go fight this giant. Let's say he's giant. He's pretty big. It looks a lot like a liquor from Resident Evil. He just doesn't have the tongue. He kind of has that, you know, way his arms and his legs move and stuff. And he summons zombies to come after you and he'll shoot stuff to you. Well, earlier in this chapter, you find the shield spell for the first time. It creates a shield around you, which is impenetrable, but it, you know, it'll take a certain amount of damage and it'll break. Yeah. So the easiest way to beat this guy is to get pretty close to him because you have a flintlock pistol, which takes forever to reload because it's a flintlock mm -hmm. pistol. And you just get as close as you can to him, put your shield up, and just keep shooting him. And you shoot him three or four times and he'll warp somewhere else. And then you got to get out of your shield and chase him down, do another shield, keep doing that. And I think it's maybe eight, nine hits. He's dead. So it's not a very difficult fight. I lost it the first time because I didn't realize I needed to be close enough to him. I thought I was hitting him and I was just wasting all my ammo. It, it doesn't go very far before it just kind of stops. But other than that, nothing real noteworthy in in this chapter. Once again, you're back at the mansion. You didn't talk about his. You didn't talk about his cool hair. We did. Zach asked about his cool hair. Yeah, we did. Yeah, his powdered wig. Looking like Benjamin Franklin. Basically, yeah, yeah, he did. He looked a lot like him. All right, now you're back in the mansion, just like every episode or every chapter, and. Because the previous chapter took took place in the mansion, you did some things with that guy that now Alex is like, oh, that stuff's there, and I didn't know it because things are kind of hidden or invisible sometimes. So you go up to the second floor bedroom, and there is a dresser with one of those green symbols on it, and you have to cast the magic that you learned in the last chapter. It makes the drawer visible, and then you can open the drawer, and you find your next page. This one is the first time, other than with Alex, that it brings you to pretty close to present time. You play as Edwin Lindsay in 1983 and you're back in the very first temple that we were at the beginning of the game where that girl found the necklace yeah you played this one right kyle yeah yeah I I, this chapter uh i didn't finish oh, didn't. it so <laughs> I wasn't um, it's a big level there are three levels to this like you you explore a lot more with him than you did with the girl because her chapter is pretty short right maybe 20 minutes this one takes yeah. close to an hour or at least it did for me and there are three levels to this place and just like when you play with her you had to find a bracelet, I think, with her, right? Or was it the necklace as well? And put it on this statue and unlock the door on the other side of the room and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. You have to do that with him, but you have to do it with three statues. 
at three different places in the temple, and there's a lot of backtracking in some of these levels. And this one has a ton of it, because you literally have to go from the third floor to the first floor back to the third floor to finish the chapter. So you have, I think it's bronze, pewter, and gold bracelets and necklaces that you have to find and place on certain statues to open up hidden hidden areas and things. It takes a long time, and the magic you learn in this level is you can summon enemies. So um, these things called trappers, which you guys may have ran across, these little, like, looks like a scorpion kind of thing. Did you guys see those where it shoot out the... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. these things are... Yeah, it'll take you to, like, another dimension. Yeah, they react to noise. So, like, you can sneak by them real quiet. Yep, yep, unless you yes. bump into them, they'll leave you alone. But if you try to run past them, they kind of scream. <laughs> they send out this shockwave that warps yeah. into this little dimension that's kind of, like... It's a very simple, shitty little puzzle where you got to go from, like, the purple portal to the purple portal. It is. Yeah. You just wait, wait for the purple and then run yeah. into it. Then you can run so I found myself using those because there are a few enemies in those areas, but they're real easy to get around. Because if I was low on health, magic, or sanity... Depending on the portal color you choose, because they're red, green, blue, and purple. Purple takes you straight to the exit. If you pick the other three colors or any of them, you can go to an area that will refill your sanity meter, magic, or health completely. You stand on this little pad, and it just refills it, and then the only exit from there is purple. So you can't get all three. You can only get one. If I was low on health or something... Damn. I, I didn't know that. I just always immediately went for the purple. I didn't even try messing with that. I did stuff. the first few times, and the reason I found out was... If you get real close to that thing, because, you know, it, like, shifts through the colors, right? So the path you would take through that little yeah. puzzle. If you get close, sometimes it'll change from, like, green to blue really fast. I tried to step on a certain color, and the color change just sent me somewhere else. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, there's this thing over here glowing green. I stood on it, my sanity meter filled. And then the only exit from there was purple. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty helpful. Because the enemies, there's only a few. They're real easy to dodge. You can even kill them if you'd like. You can't use magic in that area. But you don't really need it. So I found myself, if I was low on anything, I would purposely make those guys send me to that thing because once they do that, they actually die. They're not there when you come yeah. back. You get the ability yeah. to summon one of these things and control it. So there's a tiny hole in the wall, and inside that hole is, um, what do they call it? It's like a magic upgrade. I can't remember what they call it. But Oh, yeah. yeah it's like that plate-looking thing. Yeah. Or yeah, it's like a plate-looking yeah. thing. So like when you cast magic originally in the game, it's a three-point thing. And you have to, you have to, yeah. you know, pick specific runes that make up a magic spell, and they go around your character and it casts a spell. Well, then you get a five one and a seven one and a nine one. It because more runes are involved, that spell is much stronger. Well, this is the first time you find the five one because you get the three one really early on. So you go through that little hole as the trapper thing, and once you get to the other side, you have to mess with one of those horror guys, the big guys with the three faces, and it like breaks down a wall. Yeah, and then you turn back into that guy you run through there and that's how you get that upgrade once you do all that stuff you run back downstairs you put the silver bracelet on the statue it opens another door you go inside the door and then you're in that giant room with that mantarok thing from the beginning of the game that had all the eyeballs and the tentacles and stuff on it and once you get through there on the other side of that room is another door that takes you into the place where that that artifact claw looking thing we've talked about a few times is you get into that room and the woman you played as in Chapter 2, who was originally in that temple, shows up as a ghost. And basically tells you, like, what the chick did to Aladdin. Right? Like, don't touch this thing. It's evil and that sort of thing. And then your chapter ends. So there's no boss fight at the end of this one. There are only a few boss fights in the game, thankfully. Because combat's okay. It's not the greatest. You know, it's certainly one of the worst parts of the game. You know? Yeah. So yeah. once you... I, th that, that was the last thing I did was in that little thing through that window yeah. yeah 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 the little trapper thing 
at the end of this chapter, you actually take that claw-looking deal, and uh, actually, no, it's not that. It's a heart. That's what it is. At the end of this chapter, he takes a heart, which is called Mantarox heart, which is the you know the big tentacled enemy with the eyeballs. So he puts that in this giant um, container type of thing, and then it flashes to him in the mansion with your grandfather, and he hands it to your grandfather, and your grandfather hides it in the library behind a comic book. There are all these books, looks like just full of dictionaries and shit, and there's just one random-ass comic book sitting there, which looks very out of place. <laughs> and it's a secret compartment, and Mantarok's heart is behind that. So once you do that, the chapter ends, you turn back into Alex, and you're right outside that room in this little, uh, like an office that your grandfather had hidden where you found the tome at the beginning of the game. So you run out into the library, you go over, you push that book, it opens up, there's Mantarak's heart. So now you have the heart. I have no idea what you did with the heart, because I didn't finish the game, and up until the point I played, which is chapter 9, she doesn't do anything with it, it's just on your inventory. At that point, you go up to the second floor as Alex, there's a giant stained glass window at the end of the second floor. You guys probably saw that if you get close to it, it hurt you. No, I don't know. Okay, so if you go to the second floor, you turn left, walk to the end of the hallway, turn left again. There's a stained glass window that's like eight feet tall. It's the very end, like the whole end of the hallway is just a giant window. And you can see a page, like the the person in the window is holding a page. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know yeah, what you're talking Yeah, like about, early yeah. on, if you would get close to it, it hurts you. Like there's a force field or something, right? So now you have the ability to dispel that because you get the dispel magic. So you dispel that, the window shatters, and the page is floating there, and you grab the page. That's what gets you to Chapter 7. Chapter 7 is called Heresy, which takes place here. Paul Luther, and it takes place in 1485 AD. This is the same cathedral you played as Anthony early on, looking for Charlemagne. So at this point, you guys haven't made it this far, have you? As Paul Luther, you are a monk, and you're there to see this artifact that the cathedral is holding place. It's like a sacred artifact, right? <laughs> like, you know, what monks would do back in the day and shit. So you go there to do this, but once you get there, you, you meet the same creepy monk that Anthony met 150 years earlier. <laughs> and your dude's just like, that ain't right, that shit don't look cool. The creepy monk locks you in a room, you figure out how to get out of the room, and then you meet this guy who's a groundskeeper, and he doesn't look creepy at all, he's trying to help you, and he's like, hey, go find this thing when you're ready, come ring the bell in the bell tower, and I'll help you out. So you go find, I don't even remember what it was, you go find something. And when you come back to the bell tower, you ring the thing, and the guy tells you what's going on. He's like, hey, the artifact doesn't exist. They're just using it to get people here so they can kill them. They're sacrificing these people to this Manta Rock thing or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I don't have much time, so I'm going to use you know, the rest of the time I have to help you out. And then he gives you a key to get into like the lower level where all this crazy shit's taking place. And as you walk away, you see a portal open behind him. Somebody grabs him. Dude's dead. You work your way through the rest of the level. So this level's pretty hard early on. You only have a torch to hurt enemies, and it doesn't hurt some enemies. It basically only works on the zombies. So those bone thief things that like crawl inside you, instant kill you, you can't hurt those things with a torch. You can slow them down, but they'll still kill you. So you actually go into the same room where Anthony died in, and you find Anthony. And he's a, it's like a mini-boss, basically. And he is a bitch to kill. Because at that point, you have a magic... A spell that will hurt enemies it doesn't kill him and that was the only thing I had available so I had to go real far in the level to find bolts for my crossbow come back and then I was able to kill him because he has a sword and it's the only sword in the whole level and you can't really beat the level without it so you're forced to fight him so I guess it is a boss fight but you get your sword from him you carry on you make it to the basement of this place and you actually meet Pius who is the guy from the beginning of the game and he kind of tells you, you know, you shouldn't be here because you find this altar where they're sacrificing people and all this stuff. And 
he talks to you and, you know, just tells you to fuck off, really. And then kills you, and the chapter ends. That's pretty much what happens. All these kind of end the same way, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a bad game, but a lot of stuff happens nearly the same as it did. So, in the previous chapter, you find some sheet music. You have to play in a piano, and that opens a cabinet on the other side of the room. Now, because you know what that, that music is, you go into the piano room in the library, or in the mansion back as Alex. This is where I saw the guy hanging, right behind the piano. You play the sheet music there. The piano opens. You find another page. So this gets you to chapter 8. You were playing Roberto Bianchi, and it's 1460 AD. At the beginning of this chapter, you're actually being held by the same Roman soldiers that Pius was at the very beginning of the game. And they send you down into the same tomb that Pius went down into when he became the... Uh, the zombie guy, which is the same place that the girl went in Chapter 2 and the same place that the Indiana Jones guy went, the Edwin Lindsay guy went a couple of chapters ago. So they reuse this place a lot. And what they're wanting you to do is they found all these new chambers in this place and you have to go down and survey them. They want to know if they're usable or not, right? They're not really telling you what's going on this early on. So you go down there and there's this guy, you go into certain rooms and you can kind of hear a noise and there's like shit falling from the ceiling. You can hit a button and the guy surveys the room. Basically makes notes of it. You do that a bunch throughout the chapter. And then when you get now near the end, you find that claw thing that we've seen in a few chapters. And your guy grabs it. And then he has like this mini boss fight with a couple of these worm things that are next to this, this uh, bridge that you have to make. So as you come out of this level, you get to the end and you know the soldiers put you down in a rope and they drop the rope so you couldn't get out. So you're able to climb back out whenever you get to the end. And they're like, you know, did you find it? And he was like, I found this thing. And he didn't know what it was. So he hands it to him. Well, as he does, one of those soldiers turns into Pius. He was like in disguise. And, you know, he was like, thank you. This would be a great sacrifice and that sort of thing. So what they did was they were constructing something the whole time. And they constructed this giant tower that they were taking people to the top of. Almost looked like a big smokestack. And they're throwing people down in there to sacrifice them. And every time they threw someone down in there, their visage, I guess you could say, the silhouette, would appear on the side of the tower, all the people they sacrificed. And it were sacrifices for the god Mantarok. And then that's how that chapter ends. So now you're back in the mansion, and just like with the last guy who was surveying the rooms, you see some like stuff falling from the ceiling in the room that you're in. So you go over to that corner of the room and ask her if you want to survey it. You survey it, she finds another page. That page checks you to chapter 9, which was the last chapter I played, because the boss at the end is a motherfucker. And this one is called A War to End All Wars, and you play as Peter Jacob, and it's 1960 A.D. It's taking place during World War II, and you're in almost an infirmary inside that giant cathedral where, like Anthony was, in the last monk we played at before the last chapter. And they've got a bunch of cots set up there, and it's just people who've been, you know, hurt in the war and stuff like that. So because it's more modern times, you got a rifle, you got a pistol, you have the torch still. You go into another room to get something, the lights go out because a bomb exploded nearby. And when the lights go out, all kinds of creepy shit starts happening. So you got to work your way through the level. You get near the basement. You reset the generator to turn the lights back on. And you start to realize shit ain't right around here. You find this door in this kind of corridor that's got this weird symbol on it, and you have to find the key to get through that door. You get through that door with the key once you find it, and you go find that altar place where the monk did a couple chapters ago where Pius killed him because he found the place where they were doing the uh, sacrifices. You find some magic stuff there. It's like a potion you can take that'll refill your magic completely. You go out of there, and then 
once you leave there, you go through another door, and that door takes you to the boss fight that I got stuck at. This boss is a motherfucker. So it has three phases. The first phase is very simple. You use the magic attack to attack the boss. You hit him three times, it goes to the second phase. The second phase is the one I couldn't get past because you do the same thing. Well, the boss then summons three zombies. Those zombies are coming at you, and they're doing the thing where their eyes are glowing. So they either do your health or your sanity. They won't take your magic. Well, the only way to attack the boss is with your magic. If you keep shooting him with your gun, the boss actually pauses for a second and says, stop toying with me and actually fight me or something like that. Well, with the zombies around you, when you do the magic attack, all your magic hits the zombies. It doesn't hit the boss, and you have a very small amount of time to hit the boss. I was able to hit him once. Couldn't kill him. And that was the last thing I played in the game. So as far as I know, Zach, you are the only person who has seen the ending of this game, right? A little bit. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched the guy explain the right. ending. So the game has three endings, depending on which rune you pick at the beginning, right? Red, green, or blue. And the only way to see the true ending yep. is to start with one color, play the game all the way through, which saves your save file yeah. with that color cleared. Three full playthroughs. Yes, yeah, three full playthroughs. And things do change slightly amongst those playthroughs because it knows you could you know, clear it once before. And then once you get to the end, um, you were saying earlier, Zach, that... Whenever Pius tries to summon one one of the gods, because there are three gods, he ends up yeah, he summons all, all three, three by accident, right? Yeah. That's basically all I know. I didn't watch the ending on YouTube. I still want to finish this game. I just didn't get a chance to. That boss fight is it's not very well designed because the time of the amount of time you have to really? attack that boss that second time is literally about five seconds. Using the weakest spell, which is only three points, takes about eight seconds to cast. You almost have to anticipate when the opening is going to be. If any of those zombies hit you, you can't, it cancels your spell out. And if you get too close to the enemy, he'll hit you because you can't be within a certain amount of space room where he just like auto-attacks you over and over again. So That was frustrating because I was looking forward to finishing it because I really enjoyed playing this game. Yeah, I'm definitely going to probably keep playing it because I enjoyed it and I just bought it and it's over a hundred dollar yeah, game, yeah, so that, I want to get my money yeah. out of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, from what you've described, I I want to get farther in it too. It's a really enjoyable. Don't game. have the time at the moment, and it's it's definitely a standout game in the GameCube because there aren't a lot of games like that. You got a couple of Resident Evil games and stuff, but there really isn't another game like yeah. this. Like the sanity meter is the thing that really sets this game apart from anything else because I haven't seen anything like that in another game. It's such yeah. a cool thing, especially if there's so many more like different types of, you know, the sanity breaks that we haven't seen yet. I'd love to see all those. That'd be awesome. Cause that was some of the highlights of the game. Okay. There's the one well. where it makes sure it look at your GameCube memory card is corrupted. Oh, too. is there? Oh, I didn't see that one. I never seen that, but I just remember that was like a yeah. big one back in the day hearing about that. Yeah. I'd like to see all of them. That'd be cool. Maybe even find a video that shows all of them. That'd be neat. Somebody's done. Yeah. That. yeah. But, I'm sure somebody probably yeah. has. Okay. Was, well, what, what would you guys, what would you guys give the game out of a 10? Uh, I think, based off what I've played, and I enjoyed a lot of what I played, overall, I think I'd give it probably a 7.5 or an 8. Man, I thought you'd be higher than that. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say 9. No, like, I probably would have before I got to some of the frustrating parts, because there are parts that are frustrating. Like, you and I talked a couple weeks ago. The controls are kind of shitty. They use the B button a lot. In the yeah, game. the it B button. Like the a and B button yeah. are backwards. It really does. Yeah. You gotta hit B to finish people, but B also to open a door. So if you have somebody laying next to a door, or you gotta pick up something or interact with something, you might do that instead of finish the person. And yeah, it does get it frustrating. Does, yeah, so like it's not a perfect game, but it is a very good game. I would love to see a remaster or even a sequel. I don't think it sold very well. Yeah, it's 
Actually, there was rumors of a sequel for a long, long time. Well, there was a, a spirit. The guy that created from Silicon Knights like started yeah. a Kickstarter, like. But yeah, it, then, and he went. It to got jail. overhyped by uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Like more people cared about that, so they didn't invest in his and that Kickstarter. Ended so well for all of us, so it never happened. Right. Yeah, I know. Gave us a shitty yeah. Mega Man game. Probably give the same score as James, but I didn't get to play it, so I don't want yeah. to, my score would yeah. mean as much because I didn't play yeah. it nearly as much. Yeah, mine, from what I played, I'd give it about an 8, yeah. I think. Yeah, I got about I think I got about 9 or 10 hours in it, because it tells you how much time you spend on it whenever you start the game. Probably about 9 hours. Yeah, whenever, whenever you save yeah, it. exactly. And I played through all of this without a guide until I got to that boss fight, because I couldn't figure out how to hurt it the second time, because I tried three or four times, so I was like, this is stupid, I don't know what to do. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh. And even knowing what to do, it just, I couldn't fucking do it. I think that is it for our review of Eternal Darkness for the GameCube. This has been a Retbro review. All right, yep. moving on. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll come back to it next year and actually finish it. Yeah, that'd be it. cool. All right, moving on. Game stocks this week, or you want to wait until we're in person again? I got a box of games next to me. I'll just reach in All and right. grab one if yeah, you guys want. Lord of the Rings Return of the King for original Xbox. I'll say eleven bucks. I'll say seven twenty-five. Eight twenty-five. All right. You want me to look it up, or you got it? Xbox nine ninety-nine. We're all close. Yeah, it was definitely a ten dollars. Yeah, I yeah. I just knew like original right. Xbox third-party game. It wouldn't get me. No, no. I was one on one off. And was a couple bucks. James was about yeah. the same off. Not yeah. a bad game. You said eight. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad game. I actually enjoy that. I own all of those games. I do too. So. Is it Return of the King? Yep. Right, that is the better one of all the. Yeah, yeah I think that's the that best. I think yeah. that's supposed to be the best out yeah. of all of them. Got two person co op yeah. too. Did you guys ever? Four eighty. Did you guys ever play Lord of the Rings Conquest for the three sixty? It was like an on. It wasn't fully online, but you could play with a group of people online. No, it was a fun I game. No. It was cool. Yeah, they they dropped the servers a long time ago, but you can still do the single player. It's worth it's worth checking out. I enjoyed it. Oh, talking about that uh, Xbox Live one point yep. is back like the beta. Play it. The part. Pretty interesting. Or you can sign up for it. It's kind of convoluted how you sign up for it and shit. Just like back in the day. But, like through the Xbox. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of cool. I don't have an original Xbox anymore to do it. Yeah, you sold everything. It's kind of cool. I guess. I guess I mean, it's kind of cool. If you want to play it, I got three Xboxes Ooh, around here. Can... You could borrow one. We could all get on and play some old Halo or something. Right. That'd be cool. So, you got any trivia this week, Kyle? Yeah, I do. I you guess. guys ready? Yeah, whatever. Okay, okay. First question. In Fallout 4, you play as the sole survivor. Depending on the player's character's gender, gender, sorry, the sole survivor is either the husband or wife in a pre-war family and has a son. What is his name? Do you know, James? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. I haven't played Fallout 4 in probably four years. I'll give you options if you want. I'll take an option. Okay. I'll know it when you say it. Jackson, Sean, or Ryan? I think it's Ryan. I think it's Sean. I'm thinking, I think it's Sean. Isn't Sean from like uh, Heavy Rain? I don't know. I mean, more than one person's name is Sean. I can't remember. Okay, you guys Sean, I think Sean's right. Shit, I might be getting confused. I don't know. All right. But I'll, I'll stick with Ryan. Question two Crafting Games is the publisher for it. 
the anticipated game, the Callisto Protocol. It was originally supposed to be a spinoff of another crafting game. What is that game? What's the name of the studio? Crafton. Crafton Gamers. I mean, I know the Callisto Protocol, but I don't think I've ever heard of that studio. <laughs> they they used to be Blue Hole. That doesn't help either. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn. I'll take options. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll let Jim go. <laughs> I, I options. I'll take options. I don't know what it is. I didn't oh, have <laughs> options ready for this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. I don't even have an answer. Do you know Zach? PUBG. He is uh, correct. See, I don't play PUBG. I've never played PUBG. Yeah. It's, it's still crazy, technically but, yeah. in the PUBG universe. Really? Yeah, for it some is. weird reason. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has to have a fucking yep. universe now. Everything's like that. Yeah. Okay, booze known in Japan as Teresa are fictional ghosts from the Mario and Yoshi series of series of video games. They first appeared as a common enemy in 1988 Super Mario Bros. 3 in which they were called what? Booze in Super Mario Bros. 3? Yeah, they had specific names in that game. Not in, in the American version. Yes. The one called Booze? What did you yeah. Man, I don't know if I know that. I didn't know it. <laughs> you don't have options for this one either? I do not. Man, I don't. Do you know I James? No, like I can picture him in the game. I'm thinking when you beat Mario 3, because I know in World, like it'll show you all the enemies. Three does as well. Shit. I don't remember. Yeah. No, three does as well. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, I don't. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys. It was actually it... Boo Diddlies. Boo Diddlies? Yep. I wouldn't have guessed that. This sounds somewhat familiar. <laughs> hmm. Okay, here's another question for you guys. On our next episode, we plan on reviewing Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster. How many games have Jackie Chan's name in it in the USA? Oh, damn. You got options or no, Kyle? I mean, yeah, you could come up with I, some I, I, I give you options. I got an idea, but I'd, I'd like to hear the options, I guess. Two, four, or six? Four. Because I can, I can think of three off the top of my head right Yeah, I now. can think of two. I know of two off the top of my head, so I'll say four as well. Okay. Last question, or I actually got two more questions. In the early Sonic games, the bonus stage requires you to have a certain amount of rings to access them. How many rings do you need? I give you options on this. I think it's 100. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, think, yeah, I think it's 50. I'll stick with 100. I said 100. It might be even less. It might be like 45 or something. But okay. And this one might be a little hard, so I'll give you, I have a different question if it's or a different version of it if it's too hard in x-men for the sega genesis you get to play as four different characters who are they Ooh. zach you'd be first okay and if it, if the, if that's too hard i could give you who is not a playable character give us who's not a playable character gambit cyclops beast or nightcrawler do you know that or james nightcrawler not i'm saying nightcrawler say gambit I think it's, it's actually Gambit. it's actually Beast. Really? Oh the four, damn! The four playable characters were Wolverine, Gambit, Nightcrawler, and Cyclops. There's so many of those games. It's hard I, to believe, which is winning, right? I believe X Men Two. You start started as Beast. I want to say or Wolverine. <laughs> You're right. They all they really came together. Do, yeah. So looks like Zach was the no winner surprise. today. 
James actually got the first question, yeah, which was Sean was the correct answer. Okay. Zach got the second question, which is PUBG. That's one to one. Nobody got the boo diddlies. And four was the correct. You both got that right. So you're tied two to t- the Jackie Chan is oh. oh oh four, yeah. Yeah. Four was four. Then then Zach won on the Sonic question. Fifty coins was needed to trigger the oh, bonus I thought it was stages. 50, because at hundred, you get an extra life, but I didn't remember if it did bolt. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we're going to move on to this week of gaming, and we are going to go through this very quickly because we're already over an hour and twenty minutes on this episode. This is the week of October thirtieth, twenty-one years ago, October thirtieth, two thousand one. We had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three for the PS two. Awesome game. game. First one you could build your own tracks. Yes, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. Let's see. Ten years ago, October thirtieth, twenty twelve, for the PS3 360, we had Assassin's Creed three, which I enjoyed three quite a bit. Oh, that's yeah, my... see, I didn't get to play two, a lot two, of that. Two and three are probably my two favorites. Three is uh, yeah, really good. I like three Man. a lot. Yeah. Fucking then, awesome. Awesome story. Same day for the PS3, 360, and PC, we had Need for Speed Most Wanted, which was a really good game. Yeah. And that was the remake of Most Wanted, I believe. Uh, right? Maybe. You said the same day? Same yeah. day. Because that was in 2005, right? That was. 2005 was. Uh, it was 2012. Yeah, that, that, that was the launch title from 360, so that would have been November 22nd, 2005, that it originally came out. Yeah, yeah, this was 2012, is what it shows here. So then on Halloween, 26 years ago, uh, October 31st, 1996, for the Nintendo 64, we had the Mortal Kombat trilogy. For the original PlayStation, we had Twisted Metal 2. Oh man, that's my favorite Twisted mm-hmm. Metal game. I, I've played all of them. I couldn't tell you which one was which. Two is uh, my favorite too, but it's, I, will, I will never say it's a great game. I just have a lot of nostalgia yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The controls are horrible. Well. The yeah. controls are so square, before the square analog. To go forward, forward, and you got to, yeah, yeah. directional pad turn. Up L1, triangle right. If you guys are interested in getting Sweet Tooth, you could actually find that on the New York level down on the street. Yeah, it's in the street, yeah. Yep. So uh, on Halloween again, 23 years ago, or the Nintendo 64, we had Resident Evil 2, which I picked up at the last con. It's yep. a good one. Yep. That's got to be like the, the remake biggest. Remake was really good, too. I imagine that's the biggest, the largest uh, like size N64 game. Could be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, they actually have cutscenes mm-hmm. and shit in that thing. 19 years ago, we talked about this a bit earlier. 19 years ago on the Xbox, we had the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind Game of the Year Edition. So that was the original one I played. We yeah, have that was that. the original one I spent probably a couple hundred hours. I had that. I didn't get to play too much of that because I, I played it afterwards after 360 was already out, and I was like, man, this is it's just kind of like going back and then tech, uh, technologically, it wasn't. You know, it's like so much like fall. Oh yeah, not a lot of draw distance being... and stuff. Yeah. So it was it was just hard to play that for me, and I wish I would have played it when I was out, when I could have been like, oh man, this is look how good this game looks, or you know. Three years ago, October thirty first, two thousand nineteen, we had a Nintendo Switch game that I know all three of us like a lot: Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh yeah, beat that! Fantastic I love game. that game. Also, it looks like Zach's right that. Uh, Resident Evil is the biggest is, 64 yep. game. Makes sense. Uh, so we had a lot of stuff come out November 1st. 36 years ago, November 1st, 1986, we had 
Alex Kidd and Miracle World for the Sega Master System. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Japanese release. My bad. Twenty-six years ago, again, November first, nineteen ninety-six, for the original PlayStation, we had Blood Omen: Legacy of Cain. That's a good game. Never it's played that. A game one. like that would miss Halloween by a day. You know, vampires and shit. Yeah. You know? Twenty-five years ago, November first, nineteen ninety-seven, for the original PlayStation, we had Tomb Raider two. Or the good N64, one. Yeah. we had 007, The World Is Not Enough, which is not GoldenEye, but not a bad game. Actually, just grabbed that for PS1 oh, on you? Friday. For the PS2, we had Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex. Yep, that's a good one. And 17 years ago. My first next-gen Crash. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. It was. 17 years ago, November 1st, 2005, for the PS2, we had Castlevania, Curse of Darkness. Which I don't think did very well, but I love that game. I played a lot of that. It's a fun game. Really? This giant castle. It's 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 not a great game, but it's fun to play. Twenty three years ago, November second, nineteen ninety nine, for the PlayStation, we had Spyro two. I like to play that. Get. I never beat any of those. Play the remake. They're fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. I play that. Uh, Sixteen years ago, November second, two thousand six, for the PSP, we had Dave Beer's BMX Challenge. Those are fun yeah. games. Basically a, a Tony Hawk style. Yeah, right. Like bike. the first Tony Hawk did really well, and they were like, what else can we do? And that's where that shit came from. I did enjoy those questions. Uh-huh. You got Kelly, Kelly Slater's. Uh, surfing. Surfing. Yeah, yeah surfing. Uh, yeah. 12 years ago, November 2nd, 2010, for the PS3, uh, we had God of War 1 and God of War 2 HD Remix. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have the God of War col- HD yeah. collection. It's got like five or seven games yep, or something. Well. The PS3. November fourth, two thousand three, for the original Xbox, we had Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Wait, oh, for yeah. the original I, Xbox. I'm, I'm, oh, that, be that'd three be a and double. That'd be double, double double pack. Oh, they were released only yeah. as a double pack. There, now, there's a you can get all three together. I bought all three together. There's a triple. I have or something. I yeah, have all three. yeah, I got it on the PlayStation. I don't have the Xbox one. There's yeah. one on Xbox. It's hard to there find. Is, it man. is. They had it at Grumpy Bob's about a year ago, but I didn't want to spend a hundred bucks on it, especially when I already have right. all three of them. Man, they look a lot better on the original Xbox yep. too compared to the PS yep. PS2. Like the cars the have two, rims on them. Um, the lighting doesn't the light. look as, as better, but like the first two, Vice City yeah. and three, yeah, you can see reflections yeah. on the cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they got rims, the cars look nicer. You got the custom soundtracks, nope. yeah, the fingers too. They have fucking fingers. Where in the PlayStation 2, it's like a it's hand, like a, like a solid like a hand mitt. with thumbs. Yeah. yeah, it's like a mitt, but then on the Xbox, they have actual fingers. November 7th, 2005, for the PS2, we had the original Guitar Hero. Yeah. Never, I didn't. Oh shit! I didn't really play Guitar Actually, Hero until it came out for exactly the 360. A year later, Guitar Hero Two came out the same day a year later. Alex, our friend Alex, bought it and then he brought it over, and I immediately like I had oh, yeah. to have one. I just got my first credit card or whatever. You know, was, they just sent me my first credit card, and I was like, oh, and that's the first thing I bought on it. Yeah, I played the shit out of those <laughs> games. I absolutely love them. You've been in debt ever since. It will put you in debt. I'm, yeah, I remember I ended up selling it on eBay. It was like the first time I ever sold anything, and I didn't know what I was doing. And it's like, oh man, I made so much money. And then I went to UPS, <laughs> to set, like put it in the box and shit. And it was like, and I lost 
I end up owing money. Like I end up losing <laughs> money on selling it because of the box you I had to that, put it in, and they did it for me and all. Away. Yeah, and pretty much. He paid somebody right. to take it. <laughs> all right, so that's this week in gaming. What do you got for news, Zach? A ton. Um, what was that date? Uh, November seventh. James. I skipped a couple of days because there was a lot of Japanese releases and not really anything yeah. noteworthy. Yeah. A couple of things, but I'm trying to keep down on time. This is a long... Damn, it says we started recording two hours ago. Yeah. Which isn't right. We started recording after 11. 11, yeah, fuck, that's a long episode. So hour yeah, and 40 minutes. Yeah. It's going to take like six hours. And I don't oh, well. It'll take like six hours to edit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, for yeah, being like, Zach. It's going to take a fucking while to do this. It's got to come out there. And I'm going to the movies at three o'clock, so I'm going to be going for a while. Yeah, I got to meet up with Emily at three too. Yeah, they're going mean, to uh, start a transfer, yeah. Transformers marathon. <laughs> this ain't I don't anything any or this is something either of us care about. But Nintendo shuts down like the feature for the 3DS and Wii U where you could like share images to Facebook and Twitter. Oh, I'm sure. And there yeah. is slow. They're slowly shutting like everything down on that. Like yeah. by like March of yeah. next year, I'm sure somebody be dead. Will use that. You will be able to like right. Yeah, exactly, I mean, no one yeah. uses it, but it's just like, but they will allow you to re-download shit. And, but anyway, I'm looking at, like, there's so many people that just, like, claim Nintendo is, like, destructive towards, like, gaming history. Because there's so much, like, things they have that they just don't re-release or they stop you from being able to play it again, you know? Stuff that's, like, online. Like, there's so many, like, Wii, what, what was yeah, called? Beware shit. Like, they're yeah. online that have never been re-released, that won't be re-released, and it was only made on that platform, like little micro-games and stuff. Yeah, that's their MO. Yeah, but I mean, video games have always been a throwaway commodity, right? You buy a game, you beat it, you don't touch it ever again. I know, but like, once we got to the point where, like, hey, this is only available online to you, now you're, like, I can't just go, even if it was expensive, at least I had the option of somehow finding it on Mm -hmm. disc or something, Here's something kind of cool, maybe. Um, Glover, oh, yeah. remember that game yeah. for 64? Yeah. Yeah. They're getting re-released really? on modern consoles. Oh, I'm definitely down for that. All yeah. modern consoles? Um, it just came out on Steam, on PC. Yes, it'll be on everything. Um, but it's in development. They've showed like gameplay and whatever of it. Looks pretty hmm. cool. It doesn't look like it's... You know, it's not... Yeah, I always thought that was just a Nintendo-made you know, game. So don't think it's uh, like... It's you know, it's not a... Master. Yeah, it's you know maybe that you know the simple textures are now in 4K or whatever, but that's not it's still not doing oh, yeah, anything. Now. But it'll be pretty cool because I kind of like that game. I remember it's a fun, running yeah, it's it. A fun I would like to play it. Yeah. yeah. When is this coming out? Uh, Atari has this like 50th anniversary yeah, thing coming out in yeah. on November 11th, and it's going to include 11 Jaguar games. Oh the shit! First time, yeah, the first time any kind of Jaguar games have been like re-released like that. I'll yeah, give you the games I... too. The games are uh, Atari Karts, Club Drive, Cybermorph, which was like, you know, like yeah. the first game to come out or whatever. Yeah, launch. Um, yeah, yeah. Evolution Dino Dudes, Fight for Your that. Life, Missile Command 3D, Runer Pinball, Tempest 2000, which is cool. Yeah. And uh, Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy. I have that one too. So I have three of those games for the Jaguar. Yeah, and then there's a there's gonna be a lot of games on that Atari. It's not just Jaguar shit. It's gonna have like a lot of games. Um, and they're also gonna they're also including the ET game for Atari okay. twenty six hundred, which a lot of people like trace back to how like Atari flopped as a co- company. You can trace everything yeah. back to that Atari or to ET. 
But that'd be cool. I, I'm interested in playing all those games because yeah. I've never played any yeah. of them. I'm still disappointed that that VCS doesn't have Jaguar games on the yeah. store. I thought that yeah, was they a good they, they, they probably just put that out to make a quick buck or whatever and like had no intention to actually really yeah, support that for a long time. It would be cool. They, I mean, it's kind of cool looking. I wish, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen recently that uh, that Modern Warfare 2 remake yeah. that's come out. Um, people are kind of pissed. There's certain people that buy discs to have the uh, game. Yeah. Come to find out, uh, there's yep, only 70 megabytes key. of the game on the Blu-ray. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. And then you, and then so if you got PlayStation Five, it's a hundred gigabyte download, and then Xbox is 131 for whatever reason. And that doesn't include the new uh, zombies. Or, no, the new Battle Royale, Royal Royale, War, uh, Warzone. Warzone. Warzone 2. That's about Which is to like going to be another like 100 gigabytes. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. But that's and messed that's... up though. Like, I mean, it's got to cost more to print that freaking disc than anything, yeah. you know? 70 megabytes? That's nuts. It's, I mean, I don't, I get, it wouldn't apply to us, but I'm sure there are people out there still that have like slow internet that it's going to, it's going to be a bitch yeah. to download something like that, you know? It's going to take them. Yeah. impossible or i mean i don't know it but i guess there are you know people that have like where they're paying per gigabyte or yeah. something like that for their yeah. internet i don't know how much that would yeah, be I mean, they're, they're get expensive for 20 gigs yeah um I, i've seen that a uh, guy spent 22 years preserving every ps2 game manual i did and he, he scanned it yep. day. that's yeah, neat. pretty cool and it costs like him like ten thousand dollars too to get a hold of like all these total. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty committed. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more than nineteen hundred four K scans. Only the U.S. catalog. It's gotta take a lot of time yeah. to do. I mean, you said ten years or twenty years. Yeah, yeah. twenty years. Wow, twenty-two. That's crazy. Twenty-two. Yeah. He doesn't have like a girlfriend or <laughs> wife or anything. Sure, if he did, he doesn't. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I have, unless you guys know anything else, uh, Fallout Four is getting a PS Five and Xbox Series X up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. That's pretty. cool. I'm excited about, and it'll have performance and like quality modes, just like everything else, man. Yeah, I, then, I like, never finished that game, so that might give me oh, a reason to go back to it. I beat the crap out of it. I would like to play it again. Because it looked like an HD 360 game, like it didn't yeah. look that great. I think they're, they're just reusing that engine, and it no, that, that, was, that was they need a new engine on in the next gen. Yeah, but still, they could have done. I don't know. I was, I was, was never that, blown away. Uh, was that 2014 or 2015 that came out? Yeah, I think 15, wasn't it? 15 or 16. Yeah, was it was 15 November 10th, yeah. 2015. So that'd be cool. I would like to go back. Yeah. To that and also those they said they're uh, squashing some like bugs and stuff and update but they haven't like named any which there are a lot in that game I mean they fixed a lot but there was quite a bit I know you told me about like the money glitch or whatever yeah there's a bunch of yeah money yeah, glitch, yeah. you can sell always, all, always all your in those, in the games there's always said shit like I always found yeah, the you, money glitch in Oblivion Skyrim <laughs> Fallout. Like you had to sell everything to one person, then buy one back, and you could keep on selling that one back to him forever or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. That was something but like it was fun. I I really enjoyed Fallout. I like it more than Sky. I like that setting more than like 
the Elder Scrolls stuff. Yeah, I think I do too. Anyway, that that's all I have for news. Unless you guys know anything. No, I think you covered it. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's it. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll see you guys. We got Jackie Chan, Stuntmaster coming up for I'm you. I'm looking for forward to playing that. I gotta start yeah. playing that. And go check out our TikTok and other social medias, and we'll catch you guys next time. You guys got anything else? Kind of took over for <laughs> James accidentally, but no, I don't have anything else. I think I'm good. How about you, Zach? All right, I'm good. All right. I'm good. All right, see ya.